It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the basketball fanatic, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, here we go, Uncle Dave. College basketball Tuesday, you and I. We're going to cover one game in full length, and then we'll go ahead. We'll talk through another game here uh, in short length. Let's go ahead and start out uh, with one of the games that you and I had talked about. You kind of put me on this one here, Uncle Dave. I looked at this game late last night, and to be honest with you, I think I would have made a mistake had I picked this game and not spoke to you. Let's talk about the Dayton-St. Louis game. St. Louis right now, minus nine, nine and a half at most of the shops right now. Total of 135. You like a particular play in this one. You talked me into it. I'm convinced you got the right play in this one. What are you thinking about Dayton St. Louis? Well, Sleepy, honestly, I'm still trying to get over not taking the West Virginia money line last night. Um, so um, there's my, my mini rant for the morning. It comes with the job. I can accept it. I like Dayton in the first half. Now, it was five and a half earlier this morning. There's still some fives out there. But we've seen this time and time again how teams at long layoffs have rust. And, and the Billikens have had a longer-than-long layoff. I mean, they suspended basketball operations on December 30th. They didn't resume practice till last Friday. So that's more than three weeks without any discernible competition. And then you look at Dayton, and, and yeah, they've regressed without Obi Toppin, but they played three solid games before that VCU debacle on Saturday. And I think it's that VCU game that might have them a little undervalued here. They scored... 22 points in the first 35 minutes before they found some offense late. But they just shot 15% from behind the arc, which, I mean, that has to improve. And I think more importantly here, they held VCU to 66 on 30% three-point shooting. So in spite of that anemic offense, they did play defense. And with that said, I think the Billikens got out of the gate fast. They had some lofty expectations. And I think that three-week pause could almost have as much of a mental effect as a physical one. So you know, they could come out here maybe a little overjuiced. And lastly, I think these teams know each other so well that there won't be any surprises. It's just like an NFL division game. I mean, they tend to be lower scoring. There aren't any surprises. So I like Dayton to keep this close, at least for the first half. Uh, and and I did bet them at a better number for the full game. Uh, but I, I'm basically just going on St. Louis rest and, and, and Dayton rebound here. So I like Dayton for the first half. Uh, as of right now, it looks like you can get, you know, like a probably like a plus five. Uh, there are some plus four and a halves out there. I saw some plus five and a halves earlier this morning. I, I'm not going to go ahead and buck that play, Uncle Dave. You know, one of the things I think with, with the layoff with St. Louis, you know, you had mentioned it's been, you know, weeks now, but the last game for that team was actually before Christmas. So they had the Christmas holiday, then they had the New Year's holiday, then they have the Martin Luther King holiday. So there's like three holidays in there where, you know, you assume that they're, they're not getting practice times for, you know, a few days before, maybe a few days after. So not only are you dealing with a long layoff, but I think you're dealing with maybe you know, somewhat limited practices, you know, right after they got done playing. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking about when I was looking at the pace for these two teams, it's going to take St. Louis probably a little bit to go and get their feet under them. And they may be rusty. But one of the things Dayton does, you know, they play extremely slow. They're 320th in the nation in pace. And if it's going to take St. Louis a little bit of time, you know, to go ahead and get the offense rolling, they, they generally like to play at a faster pace. 
I think that's going to play right into the hands um, here for Dayton. You know, one of the things that Dayton won't do, um, they're not going to put you on the free throw line. One of the things that St. Louis actually fails to do is getting to the free throw line. So I think, you know, those those free throws, that extra point, that extra point here and there, it's just not going to occur here for St. Louis, especially if this, you know, this total is, is at least in the first half, I think, you know, is going to be, it's going to be slow. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be against maybe playing a first half under. I think that that's also a play as well, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if we go into the break here, Uncle Dave, you know, with Dayton, maybe with a small lead. Uh, I think that's just way too many points to, way too many points for St. Louis to lay. I think it's more, you know, looking at records and things like that, but I don't think there's any way you can look past that long, long layoff uh, for St. Louis. And I mentioned, you know, I think the holidays, you know, is going to limit that team somewhat with, you know, being fat and happy, maybe out of shape, um, just not getting enough practices in. So I'd be with you with that one there. Uh, I would take Dayton in the first half. I would consider even a Dayton in the first half uh, under uh, as well. Uh, We spoke briefly, Uncle Dave, here about a game. It's going to be a pretty big one tonight. Got Kentucky at Alabama. Alabama right now minus six and a half. Now this one did open up at some of the square shops there, Uncle David, like minus eight and a half in favor of Alabama. Uh, that team's been that team's been hot. Looks like they've won like eight or nine straight. Got a total of 148 in this game. Looks like a little bit of money here at Pinnacle is starting to come in on that under. It opened up here at 144 and a half, so they pushed that up there, uh, maybe to like the max. So maybe there is a you know, some sharp guys coming in here and, and jumping on the under. How you feeling about Kentucky and Alabama? I have my own thoughts, but I'll let you go ahead and rip and run on that one first. Well, I don't think you can ignore that line move. I mean, if you just think of conventional wisdom and and what the sort of novice better would do, they would they would be firing on Alabama if for no other reason. You know, the, the sort of Kentucky being down this year, Alabama's 8-0 in SEC play and they beat Kentucky by 20 in Rupp Arena. So, you know, that, that money has to be kind of for real. I mean, it's it's a, it's almost a week six and a half of Pinnacle now. It's seven everywhere else. And I look at that, and of course, Alabama, up-tempo, high-octane offense, they've been scoring a ton of points. And I think that, that total of 148 might be begging for over money. And I look at it this way. I think that, you know, if Kentucky is the right side, and, and I would probably snap taking six and a half, maybe seven now when I could have had eight, eight and a half overnight and missed it. You know, if Kentucky is the right side, I don't think they're going to run and gun and outscore Alabama. So I would lean to the under there. And, you know, then obviously you see that kind of move and you question, you know, well, well, well why is that? Well, Alabama has several guys that are questionable tonight. You know, Rojas, Jones, and Reese are all questionable, and that is basically their starting front court. So my guess is that somebody probably somewhere knows that one or more of those guys are not going to play. So, you know, I would probably pass the side now only because I missed a better number. Um, I've, I've done too much of that lately and, and should have bet it anyway. Um, but I'm actually thinking the under might be the way to go here. I mean, you've got almost a million percent of the tickets are sitting there already on the over. Uh, and it hasn't gone up above 148. And as you mentioned, it's, you know, it's 147 at bet online, juiced over. It's 148, juiced pretty heavily to the under at Pinnacle. So, you know, I'm thinking that uh, the under might be the better play in that game. But it's definitely a game that, you know, it's going to be on TV. It's a big game. 
The handle's going to be big. So, you know, if I'm betting it right now here at, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern time, I'm probably taking the under uh, and watching that side to see just what happens. You know, I, I guess I, I could talk myself into Kentucky and as much as it kills me to not get a good number. But, you know, with that, with that move, I, I don't think there's any way I would bet into it and take Alabama. You know what worries me, Uncle Dave, with with Kentucky in general at this time of the year is that, you know, the NFL's winded down. And there's there's really nothing to bet on right now for a lot of the public bettors uh, besides like NBA and college basketball. And typically, you know, this is where we start to see a lot of that public money come in. And, you know, it is 11 o'clock here on the East Coast. And I just wonder if the public just saw, you know, Kentucky, you know, getting all these points. And, and now is the time where they're jumping in and they're and they're betting, you know, they have their apps open and stuff like that. You can just, you know, sit at home and bet. I wonder if they if, if that was where that money came from. Now, I know that it was, you know, pinnacle that, that has dropped down to six and a half, which, you know, that's not going to be, you know, more than likely it's not going to be a lot of public bettors for sure. You know, the total seems kind of high. You know, I can't get past the fact that that Alabama, I mean, they just blew the doors off of Arkansas. They blew the doors off of uh, LSU. I mean, they're winning games by 20, 25. They go on the road. Uh, to Kentucky, they smashed them. You would think this line would would hold, and and the fact that it's not holding, no, maybe you're right. Maybe there will be some key guys from Alabama that maybe there's some information that that you and I just don't have as of right now. Um, I don't think I could take Kentucky. I understand that there is a revenge factor there. Uh, I would lean maybe more towards the under. One of the things that we always talk about, Uncle Dave, and, and you know, it's. No, we don't bet teams, we bet numbers. And, you know, this this number is probably going to get at least to the total probably as high as it's going to get before, you know, any sharp guys knock this down. Uh, the public probably won't push it any higher than 148, at least I don't assume. Uh, the fact that it opened to 144 and a half, uh, I think it's probably going to go closer to, to the opener. Uh, so I'll lean that way. I'll lean to the under. Uh, I won't take a side here. I, I, I am slightly concerned about the money. But I just worry that, you know, right now the public is just jumping in on college basketball and the NBA. And there might be a lot more public money coming in earlier um, this season because, you know, last year at this time, uh, I don't know how many books we had, you know, spread out outside of Nevada. But I know from from last year to like from this year, at least with college basketball, um, there have been so many books added in, in, in many states. So. I just wonder how much of it is actually, you know, public money coming in on Kentucky. So uh, with that said, I I don't necessarily know what to do with that one, but uh, we do have some early action here. Uncle Dave, Tulsa and Temple. I'm looking for a bet today. I see a line in that one. Tulsa took some money minus one, 126 right now for a total. I'm looking for a bet. Um, you, have you happen to look at that one by chance? Because whatever you say, uh, I'll do. You're funny. Although I guess we did talk a little bit about your your big play last night, and so I'm I'm undefeated in 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 advising you if I quit right now. You know, I, I've been watching that most of the morning, and I'm a little bit annoyed that I didn't take under 127 and a half. You know, Temple's one of those teams that they kind of always seem to get the better of me. They're kind of like the my 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 northeastern Georgia Tech team that that seems to owe me a fortune regardless of the sport. I would, I would have to take the under. Um, I, I looked at it briefly, and I didn't get the best number. But 
if I had to have degenerate action, it would be the under. The only thing that, that does concern me about taking an under in a game like that, you know, it's basically a pick the winner. So I guess they're expecting a pretty close game. And it's kind of like you and I talked off air. It's too bad we couldn't take unders for the first 39 minutes uh, because, you you know, in those close games, you just never know what's going to happen with the falls and free throws in the last 30 to 60 seconds. So that would concern me a little bit. So as I talk through that, maybe we could just take that right off the table and take the first half under. Uh, and then if we're like super right on the first half under, you know, say it's in the in the 50s, uh, which would not surprise me, especially day games. You know, those kids are just out of their routine. Uh, maybe, you know, I'm thinking ahead, there could be a, a little window of a, of then taking the second half over if the numbers all fell right. But that's the way I'm looking at it. I mean, I can't touch a side there. Uh, I, I like the under. I missed a better number. Um, so I probably play first half under and then, then see what I can get for a second half line if I'm if I'm right and I want to press my luck. Yeah, you bring up a good point, you know. We wish we can bet the under for 39 minutes in uh, in the game. Those are tough. Those those are some one of the things about college basketball. If you, if your nerves are not good, you're better off not watching. You know, watching the game or even watching the scoreboard. Just look at it the next morning and see how it works out. Now that's one thing with the NBA too. You know, we I saw a conversation in the pregame.com forums the other day, and you know somebody was upset that. You know, that the Portland Trailblazers were up by, you know, 20 and and they didn't cover the game. And it was like, you know, they, they were I think it, the game ended like three or something like that. I'm like, you know, a lot of times in the NBA, you know, teams just they want to have the motivation to go ahead and, and, you know, win by margin. And there's a lot of teams in the NBA that, that just I think you have to really, you know, put that into your handicap. You know, do these teams want to win by margin, especially in the NBA, because you know, if they're up 20, no, they're not going to lose the game. I don't think Portland ever thought they were going to lose, but no, it's a situation that, that it just reminds me of of college basketball, where you know it's you you can be winning all game long, and then it comes down to the last minute or two, and it's you know don't don't let this guy hit a three, don't don't start fouling, you know don't don't keep giving up and letting these guys just go down and make layups. Um, you know, basketball is uh, is certainly testing. You know, you mentioned you were frustrated because you didn't get a good number and we're not going to talk about NBA today, but um, that was probably one of my biggest misses I could remember of probably like the last two weeks. And I wanted to bet the Atlanta Hawks this morning at like minus two. Then I sat and I waited on it and then I opened it up here and I see, you know, that they're at minus five. And, you know, there's a lot of times that you just have to be aggressive and, you know, you have to have your work done and in front of you, you know, in order to make really, really good solid bets. And sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're not prepared a hundred percent and you know, you and I are busy and all the things like that, but you know, that's one that I should have had, you know, alongside you, we probably should have had those wagers, you know, on our card for today, but look, we, we can't bet every game, but you know, that's our job at the end of the day is to, you know, get the best numbers that we possibly can. So um, we're making the best bets that we can, but that'll wrap up quick podcast for you guys today. Uh, myself and uncle Dave, we're up early. So we wanted to make sure that you guys get something to go ahead and listen to and hopefully uh, bet on and make a little bit of cash. But with that said, you guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You can get Uncle Dave at Dave underscore Asler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best on your Tuesday. Enjoy the games.